welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. That's why part of our mission is to get discussions, conversations, and debates about mental health going. From psychiatrists to educators, entrepreneurs and community members, we bring you the stories and experiences of health advocates from around the world. And that's what we're going to do today. If you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content, please like it, leave a comment, or connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community. Hi, Zaheer and Shamim. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Welcome to the Mind Tales Collective Podcast. For those of you meeting Zaheer and Shamim for the first time, this entrepreneurial duo combined their specialities in health technology and financial technology to build Let's Rise, which brings together communities of educators, entrepreneurs, parents, innovators, and other community leaders to celebrate their achievements, build up their mentorship and coaching skills, and also work towards overall personal transformation. So Shamim and Zahir, before we get into it, how are both of you doing today? Uh, Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having us. Very well, thank you. Really excited to be here. So to start us off, tell us more about your individual journeys into entrepreneurship. You both come from different backgrounds, with Zahir venturing into startups and entrepreneurship early on, um, and Shamim first progressing through financial technology and finance with Abu Dhabi Investment Authority. So where did each of your individual journeys begin and how do you see these pathways merging? Beautiful. I I couldn't agree more. Um, So I guess to focus on, you know, my upbringing was very much focused on, you know, getting your education done so you can start working and you continue working. (laughs) Uh, The idea of entrepreneurship was definitely not uh, in my mind. And when I started this journey, and it was definitely not uh, something that was raised, when, you know, within my values. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess through my journeys, I came through uh, many obstacles. Um, uh, I, I understood through that, you know, where where my strength, where my strengths were, uh, and where my weaknesses were. And I and I think Zahir is going to be like thinking, well, I don't think we've fixed your weaknesses just yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, but, we're working on it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a work in progress. And and the main thing is identifying those weaknesses, the key part. Um, and I think through this relationship that I have with Zahir, when we started off over a year ago now, um, it's it's been such a night and day difference um i I can't tell you how um how much of a transformation it has been so far um especially during 2020 uh that was you know as you know covid uh was introduced and it was a a huge issue for everyone around the world and it created so many problems but for me personally it was a transformational year Um, Mm. and you know i account a lot of that I attribute a lot of that to my relationships that I gained through 2020, including Zahir, um, right. and also, you know, starting this this Let's Rise uh, idea. 
Right. And so if it's okay with you both, I'd like to get into the specifics of Let's Rise, the organization and the mission behind it. So Let's Rise approaches transformational coaching in a unique way, and it aims to address the challenges that comes with conventional coaching, like inaccessibility, for example. So tell us more about the gap that Let's Rise is addressing and why your organization places this specific emphasis on community building. What makes conventional coaching inaccessible and how is Let's Rise different? So I guess uh, to answer this question, um, I would have to start with a story. Uh, and it, it, one person came to me um, with, you know, someone I have a connection with for a long period of time. They have been having some struggles, some personal struggles. They've been seeing a therapist as a result of those struggles. And they came across a coach um, in terms of life coaching, um, transformational coaching, those kind of, you know, um, I would say goals uh, to, to reach. And through their conversations, they felt that this coach was, was very salesy, right? Um, it was trying to say, you know, I'm going to help you. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you got to, you know, commit to the time. You got to be able to do this. Um, and it was very uh, awkward for this yeah. person, this friend of mine. And because of that, it made me think, okay, let's understand the problem here, right? Is the problem the person going to be able to provide the value for you, or is this person is appearing ingenuine? Right, um, and I guess the question here was, the, the problem here was actually the fact that this person sounded ingenuine. Right. And I thought you have to understand that when they're sounding ingenuine, you have to understand that wh where they are, right, in this transformation process. They're not working in an organization; they're working just by themselves as an individual. And so, when you're working as as an individual you need to be a bit more salesy, right? You need to be able to market yourself. Um, and some people do it very well and it appears very seamless. Mm -hmm. um, others are not so good at it, right? Um, but let's not let it distract you from what value they can bring to the transformation mm -hmm. in your life. Coaches don't need to be concerned about marketing themselves, about trying to, you know, become across as, you know, trying to get that money across, you know, in, in a very ingenuine way. Um, focus on what you do best, right? Focus on bringing those transformation in people's lives. Um, and what we want to do is we want to bridge that gap uh, between coaches and, co you know, coaches. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe by having this kind of community um, through many coaches, through many coaches is, is going to allow that uh, transformation to occur. Couldn't have said it better. I, I, I'd like to just add to that, that yeah. um, in, my, in my entrepreneurship journey, um, I came across many coaches, um, which were simply unaffordable, to be honest. Um, we found that as entrepreneurs, we're all struggling with raising money, uh, keeping our ventures afloat in the early years while we tried to um, scale our idea to the point where we can actually start to grow and uh, launch our products into various markets. And it was very difficult to get the, the support from, from coaches, even in the entrepreneurship space. And I found that 
I was actually having better conversations with non-coaches, people who were really great at what they did, but they weren't in the coaching space and they hadn't even thought about it. So we, we figured that um, bringing in um, people who are not necessarily certified in coaching, but have the, the transformational experience, the knowledge that they can share with people that can make a difference. And those are the kind of people that help me with my businesses. Um, and, and we want to enable them to, to help others to transform as well. Great, thank you both for highlighting that a little more. Um, and so within this incubation program, there is an incubation program within your platform that's called the Mindful Startup. And over the course of this program, Shamim and Zahir, both of you mentor founders and startups through four key stages for their growth and also their success. And so the research behind this initiative shows us that mentored startups grow significantly faster and raise more money than non-mentored startups. So tell us a bit more about what this all means. What In what four key areas do you mentor startups? How does the Mindful Startup work with entrepreneurs to help them bring about mindful impact and change? Sure. Um, so the idea behind the Mindful Startup was to address a number of the, the gaps in the traditional incubation programs. Um, one of the key things I had highlight, I had uh, understood quite early on from attending many of the incubation acceleration programs for my startups um, was the fact that very few actually worked on the person. It started very much from the idea that you had. And through the Mindful Startup, we're actually working on capacity building for the individual first. Mm. So we, before we even start talking about your idea, we're talking about you as a person, as an entrepreneur, the values that you have, what you want to achieve, what you need to build, how to build your capacity as a leader in the space. Um, and, and this very much goes behind the um, idea that many entrepreneurs, almost 70% of entrepreneurs suffer from mental health conditions. Right. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. Uh, they don't know where their next you know, meal might be coming from in some cases. So, you know, building the capacity of the entrepreneur first so that they can be resilient enough to deal with whatever's coming their way. And then we teach them to apply that to the idea, then scaling, sorry, launching that idea into the market and then expanding. So we work with um, many startups um, across various industries. And we found that just by having um, an ear to to talk to um, somebody they can reach out to uh, reduces those um, potential mental health concerns that entrepreneurs have. And that's really helped uh, build this program, which we hope to launch um, soon. Uh, many of the concepts of the uh, program, we've been coaching, um, coaching uh, as individuals, but uh, we, through this program we're launching, um, we, we plan to make it more sustainable and accessible to the wider market. The other part, um, thanks to here. I mean, I totally agree with everything he said. Um, the other part to it as well is people become very protective of their ideas, right? Um, they're not willing to share it to some point. Uh, mm -hmm. And this, for me, is addresses a problem, right? Um, we 
are we worried about the idea of sharing the idea or are we worried that we're not going to be able to fulfill that idea right um and i think you know the latter one is the one we talk about the most which is yourself right how can we make sure that you have a story right uh, and i think you know what's more important about the idea is is the story behind the idea and i think you know if you think about all the founders the successful ones um they all have a story and it's that ability to share that story is what you know encourages them to to share their idea and to be able to make it a reality and um, and that's where we focus more on the most is, is on the, on the mindset is you need to make sure we work on you first right we need to make sure your story is bulletproof um per se and from that everything you touch is going to be bulletproof your idea your launch you know your expansion um and that's that's why we're focusing so much on on the person as opposed to the idea for me it means that you're conscious about the business that you're entering uh it means that you're passionate about the business that you're entering you're not just entering it to make money but you're entering it because you see a genuine need um you see a, the impact that it can have on the community uh the country the uh, the region the world whatever it may be however far you want to take it that it it's actually genuinely an impactful idea that's sustainable for many many years to come um so the mindful entrepreneur is very much somebody who's conscious about what impact he wants to have on the world and the mindful startup it basically takes those principles and expands it to company um and you'll find that with many of these entrepreneurs uh you know money and what's coming out of it is secondary but they're working on something they're truly passionate about that they don't mind if they don't make money for 10 years but at least they know that they're doing something that's that's right for them and potentially the world um also is that um if you think about what research shows um about 30 40 years ago um companies would last on average 30 years um in terms of their lifetime mm -hmm. uh, today uh that's around about 10 years and uh that suggests the you know the fast pace uh that's happening in 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 the world right and through that you know that fast pace change uh it can be overwhelming and so with that overwhelmingness you know you you have to be more aware of the thoughts that are going through your mind um and these thoughts can be just flowing non-stop you can't control that but what you can do is control which thoughts that you want to take notice of and which ones you want to ignore um especially when you're starting you know a new company because you're going to be as as the word is small fish right in the pond um or in the sea and and as a result you could be overwhelmed by the competition you could be overwhelmed with what everybody else is doing in the world uh, and 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 that's where you know uh, zahir came up with this idea of being the mindful entrepreneur which is focuses on you know what is important in your in yourself your story your idea and and how you can push that forward
I really appreciate that. And I, I think that's a really useful element that, that Let's Rise offers, mentor, offers uh, its community as well. Um, and so the next question that comes to my mind is, why the United Arab Emirates? The UAE's economy, definitely with its growing number of incubation and acceleration programs, really provides this attractive backdrop that draws startups and entrepreneurs to the region to kickstart their vision. So why is Let's Rise choosing to build its community around personal transformation in this region? There are many reasons to, to focus on the UAE. I mean, personally, UAE has become um, my home uh, to me and my, my family. Um, we've been here now for almost eight years. So that's a significant amount of my time yeah. focused on, uh, in, in this country. And, and I enjoy it. And I believe I'll continue to enjoy that. Um, that personal side, you know, the personal aspect aside, I think um, you need to think about the history of this nation. And, and where it came from, where it started, um, and where they are now. It's, it's a huge, huge accomplishment. And, you know, when you think about the accomplishment, you know, you always go wonder, you managed to reach this, but at what cost, right? Um, I always like to look at everything, not just the, the, the pros, but also the cons, right? Um, and when you think about, <clears throat> When you think about what was the cost, you know, straight away we think about, you know, monetary value, right? How much money was spent, how many billions of dollars or dirhams was spent producing this infrastructure, this, this masterpiece, as you call it, right? Um, but we also need to focus on, you know, the impact it's had on the culture, the impact it's had on the identity of each and every single person that lives here, um, whether you're an expat or a local, uh, a, a national here. And um, when you think about that, you know, every single person that comes out of education is seeing a completely different playing field compared to somebody else 10 years ago and before that as well. And so they're always having to ask the questions, where am I gonna be? You know, where do I see myself living and, and working in this world, in this fast-paced environment. Um, and I think that's one of the, the interesting things about this country that we wanna focus on. Um, and I think that's gonna help uh, you know, really understand what transformation is all about. Right, so it's been great hearing more about your vision with Let's Rise. Um, before you go, tell us about the next steps for your organization. What do you see that's upcoming, that's exciting, and how can our audience engage with Let's Rise and support your mission? So the next steps for Let's Rise is really what, what Shamim is working on in terms of building a, um, a platform through which we can actually engage with the community. We can get coaches to engage with the community build the awareness of the organization and the transformational abilities that we want to deliver through our platform. Um, your audience are, are more than welcome to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is letsrise.me. Our website is also letsrise.me. And mm -hmm. anybody that's uh, interested in supporting us on this mission is welcome to come um, have, a, have a chat with us. Uh, uh, 
you know, we're open to uh, ideas on how we can um, do more for the community. Whatever the goal you have in mind, um, there is always going to be a, a, an opportunity for Let's Rise okay. to be a part of that, uh, to be helping you achieve that goal, whether that be coaching, whether that be therapy, whether that be, um, you know, the just just having a, someone else in the community to be a part of your journey. Um, and I think that's, that's what's going to help them uh, become more accountable in their life. I have one last question for you. Tell us about your relationship with your mental health. And if you could follow that up with telling us your top three tips for investing in your self-care. The, the first thing that I would like to say is we need to be able to put ourselves out there, right? Um, every challenge that we face, we need to understand that that challenge is there to help us understand more about ourselves, right? Um, if we struggle, then we need to be able to address why and identify what is it that is preventing us from moving forward. Sometimes it could be our past. Sometimes it could be our current, right? Um, and, and sometimes it could be the future as well if we're very anxious um, about what we're trying to achieve. And it puts us in a sort of overwhelmed state. Um, so for me, through my challenges, what I've identified was I wasn't being enough, uh, assertive enough. Um, I wasn't, uh, in other words, I wasn't protecting myself and my boundaries. Uh, and, and that was very apparent when I got married, um, when I started working in much high pressured environments, it's just started happening more and more. And when I realized that, you know, you, you come to a conclusion that you need to start addressing these problems. Um, and that's when I went through assertiveness training. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, the first tip is, you know, you have to put yourself out there because if you don't, you're not going to be able to identify those problems later on. Um, and second of all, you know, try to be more mindful, right? Um, with, these, with these type of issues, because, you know, if you keep, having the same problems repeating, you know, down, you know, across a number of years or even months, um, then, then something, the universe is trying to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you need to be able to identify that and, and work on that. Um, I'll start with uh, sharing my um, relationship with mental health. And uh, this goes back maybe six or seven years, maybe eight years even. And um, when I first moved out here, I moved out here because my wife had a job and I, I struggled to find a job being on the ground here. And um, I didn't actually ever want to work. I've always been an entrepreneur, but being new to the market, I thought I should um, at least start with getting a job and then we'll, we'll slowly transition to running a business. And I, I found that incredibly challenging. And then I, um, I was reminded of a quote that, Tony Robbins says, which life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. So rather than being the victim, remember that you're the benefactor of life. And it so happened that at the same time, I stumbled across a, an advert for meditation classes at, a, at an institute called Inner Space in Abu Dhabi. 
Um, and I had been meaning to go to these meditation classes in the UK, but I kept canceling the appointment. Um, and suddenly I had so much time on my hands. So I, I actually went ahead and, and did this. And this really opened my eyes um, about, you know, my mindset and how I should be living. And from there onwards, um, this is where a lot of the mindfulness ideas have, have really um, sprung from within me and how we can apply to all areas of our life. Um, so from there, I started teaching the course. I started teaching seminars around the topics within the course and um, started applying it to my own life and my business ideas. And my first tip really is, you know, practice some form of mind, mindfulness, whether it's just taking a few moments in the morning or the evening or throughout your day to just recenter yourself, refocus. Um, the second tip for me would be, you know, really about um, when you when you break down a mental mental health, it's really simple. It's an imbalance of neurochemicals in your brain. And there are some really simple things you can do to overcome that. Um, exercise is the first thing that comes to mind. And I've experienced this many times where when I've felt low, I've just gone for a run, a walk, a swim, anything, whatever it is, a round of golf. And suddenly, you know, the neurochemicals that are, are released, like oxytocin, serotonin, you know the drill. Um, all that had a profound impact on me feeling better. So that ability to take care of yourself is within you. And then finally, I'd say um, um, my third tip would be really focus on your wellness. Um, the things like sleep, um, the time that you wake up, there's a lot of lessons to be learned and lots of habits that can be developed to maintain that um, overall wellness. And, you know, we call, we call it mental health diseases, but um, um, I, I, I don't think it's, I think it's a lack of general wellness that causes that and we can overcome that if we work together to make people aware of these, of how they can do that. And most of us know these things, but we just don't apply them. So I think that would be my last tip. Find what you enjoy and, and just do it. Thank you both for highlighting such valuable aspects of mental health. Um, so something that I'm going to take away from this conversation that you both really reminded me of is also a quote by Jim Rohn. And so Jim Rohn is also a personal transformation coach. Um, and something that he really highlighted that's similar to what you guys have been sharing is that you should be working harder on yourself than you are on your job. So you can keep working on your organization. You can keep working on your work environment, but until you focus on yourself, you won't really see that actual long-lasting, sustainable, transformational change come about. And so I think that that's let's, that, that is what Let's Rise is, is trying to do, and I support this mission, and I will put all of those details into the description for our audience to follow and keep up with. So thank you so much, Zahir and Shamim, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. It's been amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and I'd just like to add, I, I also love what MindTales is doing. Um, it is, you know, something that's definitely needed. Um, so. Thanks for tuning in to the MindTales Collective. 
If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at MindTales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.